and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. Whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I'm Dan. And I'm Ryan. And tonight we have a super special, incredibly wonderful, awesome, very exciting guest in the studio with us. Uh, joining us all the way from New Jersey is Mr. David Silverman, president of American Atheists. Yay. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for having me on, everybody. And new, newly published author mm-hmm. of, of a book that is getting really, really great reviews. I, I've read Rightfully through like the so. middle of chapter eight and have loved every bit of it. It's, it's awesome. Like I, I've been reading it on my tablet and just highlighting shit and making notes all through it and everything. It's, I'm really, really enjoying it a whole lot. Thank you. I'm uh, glad you, I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know it's getting a lot of really great reviews. Um, this is episode 92, by the way. Yeah. We're getting close to that magic number. Only- I'd like to say, uh, hello to everybody in Guyana. thank you yeah they'll appreciate that i'm sure (laughs) yeah only eight more episodes until our hundredth we still don't know what we're doing yeah i have yet to i have yet to decide what special something we will be doing for that um other exciting news or or changes um i've i've rejoined the board for atheists of utah and we'll be helping them out with a lot of things. There's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up and straightened out. So, a lot of work ahead of us. Daddy's um, home. <laughs> I saw your comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other board members are awesome. Uh, Grant also has yep. rejoined the board. Um, and I'll straighten things up quite a bit. Yeah, and Felicia, Jenny, and uh, Sarah are all fantastic, wonderful, really, really intelligent individuals that. You know, we had we had one board meeting, and I was very impressed with with them. They're they're smart and hardworking, and yeah, I'm really excited. There's gonna rock be, star board. It's going to be some very exciting things coming up. Anyway, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Silverman. <laughs> well, I'm very glad, very happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so excited to have you um, here. I'm a six-two. I've uh, <laughs> lost about twenty pounds since my time. I'm about one hundred and eighty-three right now. I'm You're looking working, very thin. I'm working man. out every nice. every couple so of weeks. So what, are, what, is, <laughs> what what is the planking time up to now? Actually, I've fallen off the wagon. I was up to six and a half minutes planking. Wow! And um, I fell off the wagon. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably now I'd be back in the four-minute range. Oh, wow. But um, it's it's hard to plank, and it's hard to keep it going. It's hard to yeah, keep it going. Definitely, yeah. I really do enjoy it because it gives me a a measurable progress. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's and I seem to have a very strong core, so it makes me feel strong when I do it. And uh, yeah, it, it's just 
painful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like pain very much. So it's yeah. hard to it's hard yeah. to get motivated for six and a half minutes of pain. Um woo-ha, six and a half minutes of pain. Yay. Some it's people are into that, man. Yeah, you know, in different strokes, I guess. But uh, I'm the president of American Atheists. I've been president now for six years and um I've been an activist for twenty years. And uh over the course of those 20 years, I've seen a really dramatic positive change in America. And uh, you know, one of the things I hear a lot about, people are very unhappy. You know, Ryan and I were talking about the prevalence of the Mormon church here in Salt Lake City. Mm. And I know it's hard, but it's a lot better than it was 20 years ago. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. you know, we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I first became an activist um, back in 96, we were trying to put together a convention in New Jersey and um we were we had to find a hotel that would allow us to come and pay retail for the convention and when we did find a hotel we uh they had um you know the, the those front banners and not the, those boards in the front of the hotels that tell you where all the things are oh, yeah, happening yeah. i keep yeah. forgetting little them. directory board yeah directory that, board yeah. uh on the directory board they only put aa they wouldn't put american ah. atheists uh. and if you called the hotel <laughs> And remember, this is in New Jersey, uh-huh. okay? And if you called the hotel and asked them if the atheist convention was there, they would say no. Oh, what? Right. That's... And that was 20 years oh. ago in New Jersey. And now last year, uh, we had our national convention in Memphis. That was such a good time. That was a good time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was a really a great, great time. time. And yeah. before we got to Memphis, the city of Memphis, the city of Memphis flew me out. And put me up in hotels and drove me around and showed me a very good time. Wow. Um, yeah. And when we, we picked the, ho- the uh, Peabody Hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when we walked into the Peabody Hotel, they had welcome American atheists projected up on the side of the wall. And this is just for my tour. Wow. wow. This is just for my tour. Uh, and they had our logo and everything. And I'm talking about. Big sign that everybody in the hotel could see, welcome American atheists at the Peabody in Memphis. In yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. So we, we are still, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're still, there's a lot more work to go, but we're making tremendous progress. And oh, now, yeah. um, I know this is not a political show, but we got a, a presidential candidate mm-hmm. with the term non-religious attached to him. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. That's huge. That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. He calls himself a non-religious Jew. And yes, of course he's an atheist, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And yes, of course I would rather him use an atheist, but that's not the point. Yep. He's got non-religious yep. attached to his name. Yep. And that's a first. And on the other side, we've got the front runner Republican who thinks the Bible is the greatest book ever written. Yeah. Right, right, right. But he couldn't name a single Bible verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's all great. It's, it's all, it's all great. Or he, he misquotes him. He couldn't name Genesis 1. He couldn't yeah. name John 3.16. Yeah. So now, and, and, and what happened? Jerry Falwell Jr. endorsed him. Yeah. Think yeah, about isn't that. Isn't that amazing? Think about that. 20 years ago, if they had a non-religious candidate on one side and a Republican candidate on the other who couldn't name a Bible verse – the religious right would be freaking out, oh, yeah. and now they're siding with him. Why are they doing that? Because they know they have no voice. They know they've lost their power. They're mm. siding with power because they have no choice. If they had choice, if they had power, they would have sided with Cruz or Bush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not. They're mm. siding with the people that they think they're going to win. Why? Because they have no power, and they know it. So we're making mm. a tremendous amount of progress in You know, that's a, that's a fucking excellent point. Yeah. They're, they're – 
they aren't throwing their power behind a candidate in order to make sure that they'll win. It's now the, it's now flipped itself, yeah. right? Yes. Where they look at the candidate who's going to win and then try to align themselves with right, that candidate. Right, right, power. right, right. Yes. Wow. I yeah, hadn't, that, I hadn't we thought of that. We are making substantial progress. Yeah, we I hadn't thought of that either. Substantial progress, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm always shocked that they don't they don't rush to Cruz because he's obviously yeah. the guy for the for the party. But he's going to lose. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we hope. Yeah. Well, even, even <laughs> with, uh, they don't want to back a loser. Yeah. And yeah. back in George W. Bush's day, they, their backing could help them win. Yeah. Now that ain't the case anymore. Uh isn't that interesting? Well, I, I even is. noticed on the news that when they're talking about Bernie Sanders, they're not saying Bernie Sanders is the first non-religious president. Oh, Bernie Sanders could possibly be the first Jewish president. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. It's like, well, yeah. he already came out and said he's, he's basically culturally Jew. He doesn't really practice the religion anymore. He called himself non-religious, you but you Jewy don't want to use there? that. Did I hear Jewy in No, I think it's a Judaism. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I thought I Jewy. said Jewism. <laughs> oh, kind, of a, yeah. kind of an amalgamation of the terms. <laughs> I, I've, I've used but, yeah, the term I mean, Jewy before. They, they want, but, I mean, think about how this is happening. Now, I, I wish Bernie Sanders would win, but I don't think he will. Uh-huh. But look at what he's doing. He is really opening the door for non-religious people in a high yes. office. And, and if he does win, I think uh, the 528 website raises chances at about 20% to win the, to, to win the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll have an atheist president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a 20% chance this year right. of getting an atheist president. An and that's not including president. president atheist Trump. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So we're, we're, we're making substantial yeah. progress and we're witnessing the beginnings of the end of the religious right in this well, country. And what would that, sti- what would that statistic been eight months ago for Bernie winning the presidency? Well, far less. Oh, yeah, two. I mean, yeah, you know, but I mean, even if he doesn't yeah, win, I'm, he's really opening the door for the next non-religious people. Yes, to, to, yeah. to, for the next atheists. Yep. Maybe the next one will actually use the A word. Who knows? Yeah. But and it may take another couple of elections. But this is a substantial progress that we're seeing a well-respected atheist candidate, non-religious mm-hmm. candidate, who is not being trashed for being non-religious. Yeah. Right. In fact, like you said, Ryan, they're covering for him. They're calling <laughs> him Jewish. Jew- yeah. 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 Which. I almost wish they would just say, hey, he's a, a non-religious candidate. But even for him, that's kind of sad to say still a, a, a no-win situation for him. There's like if he comes out and says, I'm an atheist, he's going to lose a ton of votes. I know that. And, and, which but, is sad. And, and <laughs> it is sad, but it's also – I mean, yes, it's sad. And we want to – you know, we want to live there. We want to yeah. say, call yourself an atheist, call yourself an atheist. And we want to live there. But what we have to do is say, hey, he called himself non-religious. It's a, it's a and it's a huge step. It's a yes. big, massive yeah. step. Yep. You know, and, and it's something that we really need to appreciate. We are making serious progress in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even five years ago, if you were to have a candidate who said that they were non-religious, that would be an instant and immediate disqualification. Oh, yeah. Yep. Even just five years ago. Yep. I mean, 20 years ago, they would not have even been – they wouldn't even have had the opportunity to say they were non-religious. Five years ago, they would have instantly disqualified themselves for doing so. And now it's it's a non-issue and or people are trying to claim them as their own. That's yep. – and your point about yeah the religious groups throwing their weight behind who they think is going to win versus the 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 flip side that it used to be where they would you know they would where the candidates would would court them yeah to get their influence and get them you know get people to vote them that's that's huge i hadn't i hadn't realized that yeah. or, or thought about that that was that was an excellent we have to we have to appreciate the progress we're making mm-hmm. yeah or else we'll never we'll never be happy 
Well, and I think yeah. a lot of that progress is due in large part to the types of things that you and American atheists are doing. I, oh, I like certainly. to think so. I like to think we're mm-hmm. playing a serious part. Um, in Fighting God, um, I, I put together some numbers. I like numbers a lot. <laughs> um, I, I love, you know, the right kind of numbers, you know, quantitative, independently validated, you know, you can trace them yourself numbers. Um, and I have traced that there's a substantial change in people Looking at atheism, people considering atheism, people calling themselves atheism, indirect proportion, indirect response, or seemingly indirect response to American atheist activities over mm-hmm. the course of a two-year period. And it's it's a really shocking thing that I did not expect to find, you know, because, you know, I'm a skeptic. And when you're a skeptic, you want to prove yourself wrong. Right. That's right. what that's what you do as a skeptic. You prove yourself wrong. So Yeah, this is what I, I'm thinking. How can I prove it wrong? Right. Yeah. So I, I had um I had this this idea to test on how many times people search the word atheist in Google, mm. and I mapped – I saw an increasing trend, uh, a trend that dramatically increased at a specific period of time. And then I mapped that time to American atheist activity, and it matches almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, maybe it's a tide rising all boats. Maybe all the terms are rising, but they're not. Even agnostic isn't rising. Humanist isn't rising. And only atheist is rising. And here's an interesting thing. Um if you look at the time that I that I did this work, that I did this research, when I first uh, came out as president in September of 2010, we put the first billboard up in the in front of the Lincoln Tunnel. It said, mm-hmm. "You know, it's a myth," mm-hmm. uh, and it was in part of the Lincoln Tunnel, and uh, it was on the air. It was on the national news in nine different countries, which okay? is pretty big. <laughs> at the same time, yeah. and and this is such an important it. it, it it, it didn't really click on I me on how important this was at the time. But at the same time frame, the, a certain large humanist organization – I'm not going to trash anybody. A certain large mm. humanist organization took out a national television ad. Mm. They spent about 10 times as much money as I did. And if you look at the number of times people search the word humanist over the times that people search the word atheist, humanist doesn't rise at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at it. Atheist goes up. Because people know what it means. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's really uh, one of my key points in fighting God is that we have a problem in this country and it's our own fault. It's our own fault because we are choosing to differentiate ourselves. We are choosing to separate ourselves. I'm not an atheist. I'm a humanist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic. Mm. I'm a free thinker. I'm a rationalist. I'm a naturalist. <laughs> All these, uh, I'll just say it, complete bullshit euphemisms <laughs> that cowards use to not say the truth. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. So if you go up to a Methodist or a Presbyterian or, a, or even a Catholic and you ask them what religion they are, they'll say Christian. Yes. They merged themselves. They don't look at I'm not a, I'm not a Christian like that. I'm a Christian like this. They don't do that. Yeah. I am a Christian. So when you look at the pie chart of the polls in America, you see 70% Christian, right? Yeah. And then what do you what do you what do atheists do? I'm not an atheist, I'm an agnostic, I'm a secular human. So, blah, 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 blah. I'm, so a I'm a nun. I'm a non-believer. Yeah. I'm a secular nun. So the if you look at the polls, it says we're three percent atheists. Three. Mm-hmm. But Actually, it's like closer to two and a half percent. But I crunched some numbers in Fighting God because I love numbers. Okay? I love numbers. And if you don't have an active belief in a God, you're an atheist. Right. If you don't have an active belief in a God because you don't know what the universe holds, you're an atheist. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an active belief in a God because you're on the fence, you're an atheist. If you don't have a belief in a God and you absolutely positively hate the word atheist, 
tough shit, you're still an atheist. (laughs) So I took these numbers and I crunched them all together. The people, and I included all the people who are atheists by definition, but don't call themselves atheists. And I got a number of 27% of this country. Wow. 27% of this country. Two and a half percent say they're atheists. That means 90% of the atheists in this country don't call ourselves atheists. This is our fault. This is our problem. All the shit we're going through is our problem because we say bullshit lines like, I'm not an atheist. I'm a blech. Doesn't matter. I'm a secular Jew. I'm a lapsed Catholic. Mm -hmm. I'm a cultural Christian. I'm a, you know, it's all crap. If you don't have an active belief in a God and a God, by the way, it's a supernatural intelligence. A supernatural intelligence. If you think God is a metaphor for love or humanity, Meh. that's an atheist. Okay? You're an atheist. Yeah. I'm holding a bottle of Coke in my hand. If I name this Coke God and I say, look, now I believe in God, I'm not a theist. Right. I'm an atheist. I've right. just renamed something and pretending that I'm to be that I'm a theist, but yep. I'm not. I'm not a Christian if I believe in a God that is all humanity together. No, you're not. You're in order to be a Christian, you have to believe in a supernatural God and a supernatural Son that died and rose and became God. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yep. You're not a Christian if you're not that thing. If you yeah. believe in all, if you don't believe in a supernatural intelligence, you're an atheist. And statistically speaking, 27%, 27% of this country is. Now, I know that's aggressive. <laughs> I know that's aggressive. <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. But it's, I'm making a point, and I say it in Fighting God. I'm making a point. We're not 3% of the population, okay? The whole concept that we're tiny is our fault. I can defend and I can show numbers that we're much, much larger. Now, we may not be 27%. We may be much larger. We may be yeah. much larger, okay? Because that's all. That's only the people who uh, – that I can, out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. ha- half the Jews are atheists. So that's the number I used. 22% yeah. of Christians say um, God is a metaphor for the universe. Yeah. Those are atheists, okay? It's aggressive use of numbers, but it's still defensible. And I yeah. understand – but I, the point is that this is all our fault. This is our responsibility. And that's why it is my responsibility and it is my problem. It is my problem when you, an atheist, don't call yourself an atheist. It's my problem. It's my business. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, think about stem cell research, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is just a great example that I just pick out of the pick out of the. Uh, out of the air, George W. Bush halted stem cell research for eight years mm-hmm. because God told him to, mm-hmm. because religion told him to. What would he have done if we were 27% of the polls? We would have a different country. We would have a different Republican Party. We would have a different world right now if people told the truth. If people didn't cower, didn't hide behind euphemisms. Mm-hmm. And didn't, didn't think that they had to pander to the religious right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If we actually just told the truth. We would have a better country. And that's why when I go up to somebody and they say, oh, I'm not an atheist. I'm a non-theist. No, I get in their face for it. And they say, don't tell me what to call myself. Yes, I am going to tell you what to fucking call yourself because it affects me. It affects my child. It affects the entire country. When we atheists cower behind euphemisms, we make ourselves look smaller. We take our own power away and we give it to the theists. We give the power of us to religion. And then we complain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that 27% is ridiculous. I mean – 
you know, you're you're still not. It's not like you're inflating that to a point where you're limiting theists to only the bad bills, Bill Donahue, Bill Craig, no. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, this is still a pretty wide range of of theists. This that, is and, and this is after I backed out the religious nuns. Okay, this is this is right. le, this is legitimate numbers. So now I understand it's aggressive. But and it's aggressive because I'm going from one poll to another poll to another poll, and they're not consistent across polls, and they're not the same samples. But they're all statistically significant quantitative samples. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm extrapolating, but it's reasonable extrapolation. And what we've got, I, I, I back out all the theists. I use you know defensible numbers, and I come up with 27 percent, and that's a that's not including the people who lie. Yeah. That's yeah. not including the atheists who lie. That's not including the atheists who say, I believe in God and really don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think it's a very believable number just with 24% of them being like, I don't like the term atheist. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's an icky <laughs> yeah. word. And that's too bad. No, well, because, that's, yeah. that's why we got we to normalize the word. Be like, oh, atheist isn't a bad term anymore. It's not a bad term. It's a great term. It is. I mean, independent is not a negative term. Dependent is a negative term. Yes. Right? <laughs> Atheism is not a bad term. Theism is the bad term. Mm-hmm. A- atheism is the freedom of that term. It's the, it's the negation of a negative. It's a positive term. Yeah, well, and anytime somebody says that they have a problem with using the term or identifying with the term atheist because, you know, it, it's, it's, it upsets too many people or whatever, it's like, okay, well, build a bridge, get over that shit, and then set it on fire behind you because it doesn't matter if you don't like it. By you not identifying with it, you are promoting a religious narrative. Yes. You're not religious. You know you don't believe in God, and you are cowering and kowtowing to a religious narrative that you don't agree with, but you're doing it anyway. And and there's another side of that of that story, and I also go into this in Fighting God, because there's a negative connotation to the word atheist. Mm-hmm. And in Fighting God, I took a uh, – Again, two samples from two different from two different um, parts of research. One said, "How well do, are are the terms understood?" Okay, so one piece of research said, "How well are the terms mm-hmm. understood?" Eighty-seven percent of Americans essentially know what an atheist is. Fifty mm-hmm. percent essentially know what an agnostic is, which is a bullshit, useless term. That which nobody is still an atheist. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Of course, they're all atheists. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just a euphemism for atheism. Right. Secular. 30% know what it means. Freethinker and humanist, 10% of the country yeah. know what it means. Now, that's one thing. Now, I mapped across that graph the acceptability of those terms, the people who like those terms. Guess what? The more you understand that the term is atheistic, the less you like the term. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an even line. So it's not about the term atheist being unpopular. It's about the fact that people understand the term. <laughs> right. And, and so when somebody says to me, I'm not an atheist, I'm a humanist. I mean, when somebody identifies themselves as a humanist, they're actually identifying themselves by something that's going to be understood 10% of the fucking time. That means 90% of the time they're going to be misunderstood. And what does that mean? Misunderstood means assumed to be the norm. Yeah. Right. Which means theist. Well, and it's misleading. You know, it is, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's absolutely It's deliberately misleading, misleading somebody. Yes. At, you know, if the question is, what are your views on religion? And you tell somebody you're a humanist and they have no fucking idea what that is. You're being deliberately misleading to yeah. them. You're, yes. you're hiding behind yeah. you are who lying. you are because you're afraid of whatever the repercussions may be. You are lying. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and we have to call them out on it. And they say, oh, don't tell me what to say, how to call myself. Yes, it is our business. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. Because you are making the world worse for me. 
Mm-hmm. You are affecting me. It doesn't matter how you wear your hair or what shirts you wear or what anything like that, but how you identify yourself works against me. Affects me and it affects my child and affects everybody in this country and indeed everybody in the world to a certain extent. We are giving our power away and we need to stop now. So one of the one of the things that you talked about in the book also. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a question? No. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I haven't let anybody talk yet. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> it's all right. That makes our job easy. <laughs> so, Dave, what do you think? Oh well, let me talk. Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to go buy the book to find out what he's talking about because it's fantastic. Yeah, the, yeah, definitely go and get the book. Get, get yourself caught up. Fighting God by David Silverman. So one of the things that you Thank discuss you. in the book is that you know people who are religious, they're not stupid. Right. They're victims. Yes. And, and I, I would say that I agree with that for the most part. But at what point do you, do you stop providing people with that easy and convenient excuse to say that they're just being victims? I'm talking about people like, like the Bill Donahues of the world or yeah. the Rick Wiles or, you know, these people who at their age and, and in the age of the internet and with as many discussions as they have had with religion, at what point do you stop saying that they're just victims and they are purposely misleading people and are and and are being willfully ignorant assholes. I, let me add one quick thing to it, just because <laughs> okay. this, was, this was almost exactly my question for oh, okay. right here. Um, in in the book, yeah, you you, you do kind of create a little bit of a what maybe could be considered a false dichotomy with mm-hmm. that they're either victims or liars. Correct. Um, but continuing on that on that in within that thought process i mean are there sincere believers or are are you a little bit in danger of strawmanning with with the fact that they're they're all that's just been pounded into them since birth and that no there there are sincere yeah. believers and sincere believers are victims mm-hmm. okay sincere believers all sincere believers are victims they're okay. victims of a lie okay if i if i tell you a lie and you believe it you're a victim of the lie Okay, we're talking about a man in the sky. We're talking about something Mm -hmm. that is inconsistent with everything we know in the world to be true. That, by definition, is wrong. That, by definition, is false. If you believe something false, you are believing a lie, and you are a victim of that lie. Yes, there are sincere believers, and no, they're not stupid, but they are victims, all of them. And if they're not victims, if they're not believers— then they're what Dan was talking about. They're liars. Mm-hmm. These people who mm-hmm. are, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't go into people's heads. <laughs> sure. But, you know, if you say the Bible's the greatest book ever and you can't name a single Bible verse, I'm not naming names. Okay. But you're, you're talking about a person who is lying. Okay. And that's, that's, that's an atheist. Okay, so you're a believer or you're an atheist. If you're a believer, you're a victim. If you're saying you're a believer and you're not believing, you're a liar. Yeah. And that's that's the way it works. And and yeah, there is probably a gray area in there with with self delusion and and you know there's that you know I'm no psychologist. I'm making a, a political. I'm making a, an activist statement here. Mm-hmm. But for for the very very most part, even the self delusion, even the self deluded. Why are they self deluded? They're self deluded because they were taught to do that. Because they were brainwashed to do that. Nobody who wasn't brainwashed to self delude, self deludes. Sure. Yeah. Right. So they're victims, anyways. Well, and I think I think the biggest part of that is that they that they that they've been victimized to a point where they don't even want to question their beliefs because they're afraid of the consequences of losing that of losing that belief. Yeah, you know, even if even if it turns out that not believing is is correct, they're still afraid of the of the potential consequences if it isn't correct, right? Like if they lose their faith and things are correct, and then they're going to burn in hell forever. It's it's much more safe, I would guess, 
to a lot of these people to just to just set all of their doubts aside, right? To, to the not Mormons, think about it. You know, the Mormons always say, "We'll just set it on a shelf." Right. Set it on a shelf, and and you know, maybe come and come back and visit it later. That's that's the big Mormon. But, but aren't thing. they also victims? Yeah. Aren't yeah. those people yeah. also victims? So yeah. so the dichotomy holds. I mean, they still use the same opening thing that they were whispered in their ear at the age of two on sitting up on the uh, podiums like i know my god is true because mom and dad love me <laughs> yeah. and being and then, fed yeah. the line yeah, the it, time. yeah. they'll still be then they'll be 30 years old going i know the church is true because my mom and dad love me yeah because my mom and dad taught me to recite this, this at a very early age yeah. Yeah. all i know yeah, yeah. Victims, 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 mm-hmm. victims of a lie, victims of a scam, victims of a con, victims who need and deserve our help yeah, yeah. Before not, they perpetrate that 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 same line of thinking and victimize other yeah, people. Yeah, and and we owe it to their children to help them. Yeah, we owe it to their children. This is us. This is humanism. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is humanism. This is caring about other people. This isn't about. I mean, think think about this. If I say live and let live, just okay, you do your thing and I'll do my thing. How am I helping people? <laughs> How am I doing good here? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. If 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 my mother. And this is uh, something that I, I mentioned in the book. My mother used to go to a psychic, right? And when I found out, I yelled at her. And I said, what the hell? You we had a whole big argument. I stopped her from going to a psychic. That was a good deed. Yeah. That was a good deed. I did mm-hmm. good by my mother. I protected my mother. She didn't know better. I taught her the ropes, the ropes. I showed her the tricks. And she learned. And she didn't give money. So why is it different for religion? Religion's a bigger scam than a psychic. Religion takes more money than a psychic, more power than a psychic. But when it's your closely held religious beliefs, we're supposed to respect it. Yeah, and fuck all of that. I, yeah. I don't understand why people think that we have to offer some special deference because to religion. Because religion says so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because religion says so. And religion then they buy says so for the, its own benefit. Yeah, and then yeah. they buy into that narrative and promote it themselves when That's, they when they tell you to just, you know, let people have their beliefs and, and, and you know, you do me or you do <laughs> you do me and I'll do me and everybody will do me and it'll be a great time. But when it's just, yeah, when they, when they have that live and let live and, you know, I'll do me, you do you kind of attitude. It helps it, religion and nobody else. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that, you have a, a product in the market. The product's harmful. You take it off the fucking market. People stop you from having that product in the market. That's right. But religion has a good the, thing. The, the, yeah, it's a good thing. Like, hey, that's harmful. Let's get, let's not be selling this anymore. Lawn darts, bad idea. Let's take them off the market. But God, fun. those were so fun. <laughs> I love that shit, man. But I since that game. we, we pander <laughs> to the or politicians and the political party panders to the religious side of things, it's never going to happen until we get someone going in. Going, hey, guess what? What you're doing is it's mental abuse to these people. You. Got to stop. And, and, and here's a, a very important point because – and you raise a really important point when you're talking about telling people that because religion won't tell people that. Okay, no. You're not going to get a Jew telling a Christian, hey, your God isn't real. Okay, that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, that's not – because then they're going to have a fight about whose God is real. They're both going to lose and they both know it. In other words, the only people who, is going, who are going to say, hey, your religion is hurting you. Hey, your religion is bad is us. Yeah. And that makes it on us to do it. That makes it our ethical responsibility to say that religion is bullshit. That makes it our job because if we don't do it, nobody will and the scam will persist mm-hmm. and those people's children will be in- infected by it. And so it's it's on us. We have a humanistic ethical responsibility to take religion down. Well, and and to backtrack just a little bit earlier, you mentioned, you know, that if you look at the statistics, uh, you know, X number of people identify as Christian. And then, you know, as far as nonbelievers, it's the atheists, agnostics, rights, humanists, whatever. Right. Have you have you noticed and, and maybe this is just me, but I've noticed that 
you know, it seems like in days past, people would say, I'm a Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm a Presbyterian. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Right. I'm a Mormon. Yeah. And now, when when I look at these things, it's, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Jew. I'm a Hindu. They, they're lumping themselves all into a much broader a much broader they're yeah. they're all snuggling and yeah. huddling under a under under a much broader umbrella right while we divide ourselves right to to provide themselves more cover yeah and and we continue to divide, to divide ourselves and yeah it, it just it seems interesting to me that they used to always say no i'm you know i'm a presbyterian I'm a Methodist. I'm a Catholic. Yeah, that's a, instead that, of just saying I'm a Christian. That's a Jerry Falwell moral majority type of effect. Uh, they, you know, under Reagan, people started calling themselves Christians instead of separating themselves out, and it worked really well for them. Um, it's it was a really good campaign. It got everybody calling themselves Christian, and it made Christianity look huge, mm-hmm. and it made us look tiny and insignificant. Yeah. Even yeah. even Mormons have gotten on that bank, sure, bandwagon. Sure, yeah. Mormons are Christians yeah. too. Everybody's yeah. a Christian, 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 Christian. But we're not a Christian. We're not atheists. We're agnostic, secular yeah. humanists. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah. bullshit. It's us playing their game and helping them win. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a pedantic point here. Okay, it's it's actually not for you. It's actually sort of in defense of you. But uh, I thought it was funny. So um, I did I did my own little editing. You'll have to bear with me while I read this. <laughs> This is uh, some of Dave's fan mail that was included in the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah, I get my share of fan mail. Yeah, I'm sure you do. There's still, there'll be a question after, but uh, it's, it starts by saying, just wanted to let you know that you people are scum. No comma. You are bacteria that grows under a pile of shit. And David Silverman, no common, not capitalized, that American, that un-American piece of shit, faggot loving, not capitalized, perspective switch, no comma, no hyphen, son of a rotten cunt, incomplete sentence, needs a comma, not a period, capital N needs to move to another country, no subject, no comma, he obviously has no love for America, not capitalized, and its values should be nor, not and, I'm, no apostrophe, gonna, improper fraction, continue to tell you people, perspective switch, what parasitic garbage you are. Have a merry Christmas, buncha, improper fraction, douchebags, incomplete sentence. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I did that for two reasons. One. Because it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm kind of a dick as well. (laughs) So I like calling people out when they're unnecessarily hostile. Yeah. Um. And two, theists are often accusing us of calling them stupid. Right. Uh, and attempt to counter that with statements like this that would embarrass a third grader yeah. with grammar. And not, hashtag not all theists. Right. But <laughs> uh, how do you deal with that kind of interaction? And, and, and why is it that theists think this is an appropriate exchange? Well, or that it's helpful for their cause. Well, the the, the, the the theists who write that are not the theists who are who are thinking things through. I mean, these are these are not these are not educated people. These are victims of a very poor education system and a lot of brainwashing. Um, they're injured. They're hurt. Uh, and you know, when when more educated pastors see that kind of thing, normally I get apologies for it, and I don't care for apologies mm. for other people. You can't apologize for another person. No, sure. Um, but I mean, we get a lot of mail like that. We get a lot of hate mail with the misspellings and the capitals and the and the lie and the and the name calling. Um, it is a it is the beginnings of what I think is 
the effect that we're having. You know, religion is on the downturn and people know it. Hmm. People see it, people can sense it, and they're getting afraid. And so the preachers are complaining to the flock. Mm -hmm. The flock is reacting and sending us stuff like this. And, you know, every time I go on Fox News, every time I, you know, go on anything that will put me in front of an uneducated, brainwashed person, I get a lot of email like that and quite a few death threats as well. And it's it's yeah. discouraging, but it also reminds me that I'm here to do good. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, this person who wrote that note and everybody like him needs my help, and his children needs my help. Need my help. They they need our help. Um, they're being victimized by the shit that is religion, yeah. the lie of God, and. Uh, combined with a very poor education system. So it is our responsibility to look at that with compassion. It's not hate and it's not stupidity. That person might not be stupid at all. He sounds yeah. stupid, yeah. but actually he sounds really – well, actually he sounds really ignorant, right? He yeah, doesn't sound – Ignorance probably better. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the word. It's an important word. Uh, and it's it's up to us to realize that these people who are hostile, even as they are hostile to us – even the ones who are putting death threats into my box, even the ones who are scaring me, are victims of this shit. And we owe them pity, not anger, not hatred. We owe them pity. We owe them I – mean, you ever watch Star Trek? You know Star Trek, right? Oh, yeah. sure. Okay, everybody knows Star Trek. So, so Star Trek, they have a Borg, right? Yep. So Borgs are collectives, right? They're, you, you go down to a planet. You will be assimilated. Yeah, you will be <laughs> assimilated. You find a person, you stick them with a tube, they become a Borg, and then they have to try and kill you. And you have to kill the Borg, or else they're going to kill you because they're Borg, and they don't stop. They never stop. Now, you're feeling bad for them when you do it. Because they're innocent victims of being assimilated into the collective. And if you wanted to, if you could, you could take them out of the collective. That's part of the narrative, too, in Star Trek. You can take a Borg out of the collective and make them people again. And that's great. And that's happy. And we would love to do that as humanists. We would love to go to these guys who are threatening me and help them out of religion. But until we do that, we have to fight them as we pity them with everything Mm. we got. Because they're trying to kill us. And they're trying to hurt us. And they're trying to assimilate us. So in a sense, you have the the borg as an analogy for religion yeah. and both both of which are saying resistance is futile that's right yeah. <laughs> but we know better than that and that's what that's what a lot of what this book's about really is that it's it's not futile no there there is a way we can we can beat the borg collective or the the theocracy collective or whatever it is and actually we are beating them we are winning. Yeah. We are winning. We are making serious progress and you know we're still in the middle of a big fat war but we are making serious progress against this borg Against the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely it's, are. I mean, you, you hear about the war on Christmas, which is just, that one. <laughs> just total bullshit anyway. But I mean, they, they have to, they have to make it this dramatic, huge mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's not people disagree with us on principle because we have, you know, a difference of opinion. It's they're warring on my religion and, yeah. and my privilege to do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want because I'm a Christian. And it's not just about, their ability to do whatever the hell they want. It's about their ability to do whatever they want, but you can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. about it's about privilege. It's about they yeah. can do something you can't. They talk a lot about equality, but they don't want it at all. That's why there's such a big constraint. Oh, you said season's greetings or happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. You rotten bastard. That doesn't hurt Merry <laughs> Christmas at all, but it's an attack. They consider it attack because it puts them equal with everybody else. And when you call a Christmas tree a solstice tree or a a holiday tree, oh, it's an attack on Christianity. No, 
it's an attack on the privilege that Christianity had over everybody else, yeah. a, a privilege that it doesn't deserve and doesn't get according to this country. Whether you're a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or an atheist or a pagan or a Satanist, you have exactly the same rights in this country. They don't like that. Christians don't like that. So mm-hmm. they want to be up. They want to be above. Um, I, I remember Sean Hannity once saying to me on, um, on his show, ah, atheists, uh, uh, Christians aren't, aren't equal to pagans. But you are, <laughs> but you are, and you might not like that you are, but you are yeah. only equal to everyone else. And these are the equalophobes that I talk about in Fighting God, these mm-hmm. people who are afraid of only being equal to everyone else. That's what the entire war on Christmas is. It's not a war on Christmas. It's a war on Christian privilege over other religious beliefs. Yeah, and well, then being afraid to lose that privilege. Yes. Yeah. I, I love what – I think it was Matt Dillahunty that I first heard this from, but he, he was talking about that whole thing about Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays and – just the amount of assumption that goes into telling somebody else hap- uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like walking around on your own birthday and telling everybody else Happy Birthday. Exactly. Because because you expect that. that you know, come of course. On. How do you know that this that this person is yeah. going to, to be celebrating Christmas? It's just it's just it's silly. It is silly. It is silly, and it's it's. It, it, when they when you look at it, and this is why Fox News won't have me on anymore because I keep drilling this point into them, <laughs> that when you look at it, this isn't about a war on Christmas. It's a war about equality. Yeah. It's a war about having the same rights as everybody else. It's a war about Christians wanting to be more equal than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, just last year and here in Utah, there was a, uh, a state bill that came out where they were trying to pass an anti-discrimination bill for uh, the LGBTQ community. Well, the Mormon Church had to get involved with it, and they had to add a Religious Freedoms Act onto the bill. So, so, was, that, so and, the and bill became the Anti-Discrimination and Religious Freedom Bill, which basically allowed the church to discriminate against any gay person they wanted to. And, and this is a very important point, because mm-hmm. religion is all individual. Yeah. Everybody, every, everybody, and if there are any believers out there, and every believer on the planet falls into this category, they all agree with their God. Okay, they all agree with their God. Nobody in the world says, well, God thinks this, but I disagree. Right. Okay, nobody. They all agree with their God. So that means all gods are individual. All religion is individual. To the nth degree, all religion is individual. Mm -hmm. So if you have a religious freedom bill, okay, if you have a religious exemption bill, what that means is I am allowed, you're allowing me to invent a God, which is what all believers do, and use that as an excuse to break the law. I invent a God that says, my, I get to drive 90 in a 55 zone. It's yeah. my religious freedom if you yeah. stop me. I believe in a God that says, I get to shoot people. I get to kill people. I get to rob a bank. I get to do whatever I want. My God says so. It's my closely held religious belief. It is exactly the same thing. We have civil laws for a reason. Mm-hmm. We have anti-discrimination laws for a reason. And you may like those laws and not like those laws. And yes, I know that some people think that there should be no discrimination laws and some people think there should be lots of discrimination laws. My point is, those laws exist. And the fact that you think you have a God that doesn't like it doesn't allow you to skip any law. It yeah. doesn't allow you to break any law. My God wants me to break the law does not exempt you from that law. Mm-hmm. And that's why religious exemption bills like that are wholly illegal. And they're, yeah. they're, they're complete bullshit because they allow people to just say, I'm going to break the law because my God wants me to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned in the book, um, it, there was on page 116. <laughs> Hopefully you'll remember. No. Uh, because you've memorized the page. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is uh, your book after all. Sta- statements, though, 
uh, like religion has no positive value. Yes. Um, do you worry that that will distract from other significant parts of the book, such as fighting Rifra um, or uh, the failure of oversight and for religious nonprofits? Absolutely not. Uh, religious ha- religion has no positive value, and we have to uh, we have to take that point on. Um, everybody says, "Oh, religion! Religion makes me feel good. Religion make, gives me community. Religion gives you community because you were born into that religion, and religion has told you that it makes you feel good, and religion has told you that you need the community. Religion has told you all about." all of its positive effects. But here we are for non-religious people, for atheists, mm-hmm. and we're fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody needs better religion. Better off. We're better off. Nobody needs religion. Yeah. So if nobody needs religion and religion is a lie, what exactly are the positive effects? Well, what and, exactly? And what, what kind of community could you have outside of religion? I mean, your religion has taught you that your community are these these people, you have no idea how much greater it could be outside of that. How how much better it would be if it were more diverse. If you had if you had a wider range of opinions and 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 experience from other people that you could then experience through their stories and, and getting to know them and 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 broaden your horizons. You you're putting yourself in a tiny little box and limiting and limiting your own experiences in life based on what what this particular tribe that you happen to be born into tells you to do. Exactly. And when people tell me religion has a positive value, I ask them what exactly it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel good. Well, so does heroin. Yeah, sure. Okay? It doesn't mean it's a positive value. Religion yeah. is religion is completely 100% useless in today's society. Religion is completely fallacious and completely, completely, completely malevolent. Yeah. It's a lie. It's a scam. It's a con and it deserves to die. I've asked well, I've asked people several different times whenever whenever I get in discussions with them and they say well religion is a is a net positive for a lot of people and it makes a lot of people feel comfortable it makes a lot of people feel good you know what would the world be like without religion and okay and I and I'll ask them okay well give me even one thing just one I'll give you all the time in the world that you need tell me one thing that religion adds as a positive that you cannot find outside of religion right. Just one. That's all I want. I'm not asking for a list of 10 or three or anything. Give me one and you can take all the time you want. Yep. And nobody has ever been able to give me an answer. That's cool. because it's all crap. But, yeah, yeah. Or a religion valid tells you, people think they need religion because pe- because religion tells them they need yeah. religion. Yeah. Okay. People think religion is important because religion tells them it's important and makes them think it. it's part of the lie. It's part of the scam. It's like if I if I bought a used car for a million dollars that was worth a worth five dollars, and I kept and the and the salesman was on me saying, "Oh, it's a great car! It's a great car! It's a great car! You need this car because if you get inside it, it'll keep you the rain off of you." Okay, <laughs> it won't run, but it keeps the rain off of you, and you need to get the rain <laughs> off you. So you better thank me for this million dollar used car. Right. It's complete crap. Everything you can get from religion that's positive, you can get elsewhere, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything else that you can get from religion is a lie and a scam and a con, and that's why religion is all negative. All of it is negative. Now, I want to make sure I define my points. When I talk about religion, I am not talking about non-religious churches, and I'm not talking about those uh, Unitarian-ish and some Unitarian churches that are non-religious. Religion is a a theistic religion. I'm talking about the practice of a belief in a God, which is defined as an invisible, I should say, supernatural intelligence. Mm. Okay? That's the lie. I have no qualms at all 
with any sort of a church-like entity that doesn't tell a lie, mm-hmm. that doesn't talk about a god or a man in the sky. I contend they're not churches. I contend those are not religions. Um, I look at my friends at the Council for Secular Judaism. Um, they're not a religious organization. They call themselves one. They call themselves religious. They file tax exemptions. They're atheists. They're yeah. not religious. They're a club. They're not religious. I don't have a problem with them. I have a problem with them calling themselves a religion mm-hmm. because it makes religion look bigger and atheism look smaller. Yes, yes. And but, you have a problem with them calling themselves Jews. Yes, I do. <laughs> because it makes Judaism bigger and oh atheism God. smaller. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with them ethically existing. I don't call sure. them a net negative and a scam and a con because they're not lying. Okay, they're right. not spreading the lie of God. Right. They're not talking about something that is provably false or as provably false as unicorns and leprechauns. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about that. So when I say religion is 100% scam, 100% con, religion deserves to die, I'm talking about real religion, religion as defined as the belief and practice uh, of a belief in a God, which is a supernatural intelligence. Well, and, and going to the, to, to the view of, of, you know, atheistic Jews not being Jews one of your one of one of my favorite talks that you ever gave was to a secular Jewish group I think in Arizona yeah yeah where, that was a, that was a thing. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you know, I've given a lot of speeches, but that one stands out. I really, really liked that, <laughs> that was whole, a lot. Uh, I mean, it was <laughs> just you know, you, you gave your speech and and you were interrupted a couple different times, but at the end of the for the for the Q and A session, it was just question after question after question of. You know, well, yes, I am a Jew, and here's why. And you shot them down just in succession. Yeah. And nobody seemed like everybody was pissed off. Right. Everybody, you know, it's it's. <laughs> but it's they a, couldn't give you a reason why they were pissed off. No, really. because they're wrong. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a, it's a thing about being right. You know, you can take all the questions that you want. You know, um, but we're, we're talking about a large congregation of the secular Jews. Okay, a yeah. large quote, congregation of secular Jews who are atheists. And I stood up in front of them all and I told them that none of them were Jews. You are not Jews. And that's a thing because I was raised Jewish. Sure. And so you've got the whole... I mean, I'm a victim of the brainwashing too. I was, I was there. I was the, the the whole brainwashing doesn't just end at the lie of God. Brainwashing goes continues into oh, Jews are a people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're special. Mm-hmm. We're a tribe. We're a we're a race. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have more Nobel Prize winners than everybody else. You know? <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> is it not? It's not Ashkenazim, <laughs> the people from Eastern Europe. Yes. Oh, okay. Ashkenazic Jews, people who look like me, people yeah. who look like me and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we come from a section of the world, like a country, and we do have a large connection, a, a large thing. But that's not Jewish. If you look at the Sephardim, if you look at the Ethiopian oh, Jews. Yeah, yeah, so I, okay, so I, I did the very same thing exactly, you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. the, so Judaism takes the credit for everything else. Now, think okay. about this. Is falafel Muslim food? Is 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 chicken chow mein Buddhist food? <laughs> Why in the yeah. world is Jewish food Jewish if it's all coming from Eastern Europe? Oh, and by the way, yeah. the Sephardim and the Ethiopian wouldn't know a bagel, lox, and cream cheese if it bit them on the ass, <laughs> right, right. right? It's not Jewish food, but yeah. Judaism takes the credit. That's and amazing. So, it was, you know, this is something that I realized in Fighting God because the the interesting story, and this is a part of the book, because I set out in Fighting God to prove Jewish atheism as valid. I set out to show it's true, and I failed. This mm. is skepticism. Right. I completely failed. Every single time I looked at Jewish anything, 
I realized it wasn't Jewish at all. It was just Judaism taking the credit for something that's local, something that's location-dependent. Everything else is location-dependent. I am an Italian. I am Irish. I am German. It's location-dependent. This is Middle Eastern food. This is Chinese food. This is Japanese food. It's location-dependent. Only one place, only only with Judaism, is food Jewish, Hmm. is dance Jewish. Okay, that's that's not a thing. You can look Jewish. I'm, I'm gonna have to you stop can you right look there Jewish. I know that here in Utah there is Mormon food. Like I cannot, oh. <laughs> I cannot imagine in any other culture anywhere else that someone could look at a dish of green Jello with shaved carrots in it and not know that that is a Mormon yeah. dish. Right? That's that's uh, the one it's a thing. disgusting that's, dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Mm, that's, but that's, the that's one a thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Green Jello with shaved carrots yeah. is a thing. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. forget funeral Yum. potatoes. Oh, and funeral potatoes. And funeral yes, potatoes. of course. But even, I mean, apart from funeral, funeral potatoes, I've I've seen in other religions or cultures or right, whatever. Yeah. yeah but yeah. green Jello with with carrot shavings. I have not seen anywhere else outside of Mormondom. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> so that's, you know, Maybe when, that's when the exception like, to my rule. <laughs> when people are like, I'm culturally Mormon. I'm like, what do you mean you're culturally Mormon? Like, blah, blah, blah. I like lime I like, jello with carrots. I like, yeah, I like, I like lime jello. jello with carrots. So that's, right? so now that's Mormon food. So lime jello with carrots is Mormon food. But what does that do? It makes people say they're Mormons yes. long after they're Mormons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it makes people say, and think about the Jews. I'm Jewish. I'm a Jewish atheist. Verdi Sanders. Non-religious Jew. Sure. It makes them claim Judaism when they're not. And statistically speaking, 52% of people who call themselves Jews in America are atheists. Mm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's half the Jewish population is lying or at least wrong. Yeah. Okay. And they're misled. They're victims of the lie that they're Jews when they're not. In fact, the entire the entire social, the entire cultural Judaism campaign, the entire cultural judaism wing is wrong all of it it's arrogant too right to say that you are you are a cultural jew you you by what you do and the things you identify with you are culturally a jew everybody else who doesn't do that is not well it's in group and out group yeah it's in Mm -hmm. group and out group some people are arrogant about it some people and you know when they get into the whole nobel prize thing nobel prize thing they get real arrogant and it's, mm. it's, it's really discouraging to see that kind of stuff. But some people are just, they're just brainwashed into thinking about it. I know that there, I had a period of my life when I was arrogant about it yeah. because I thought I was a part of a race. Sure. I thought I was a part of a race that, you know, had more Nobel prize winners. We were smarter. We were just smarter. That's what I was taught, <laughs> you know, and it was all because of Judaism. Yeah. So I was proud to call myself a Jewish atheist. But guess what? It was complete crap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the smaller penises for the Nobel prizes. Yeah, that's us right here. No, I'm, I'm, that's a, that's a stereotype too. I don't know that that's, that's a completely true. false stereotype. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I just <laughs> I'm Irish. I don't. I, what am I saying? <laughs> we have the same problem. <laughs> we don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. But interestingly, though, my father, who's a theist, um, uh, but I continually talk to him about these kinds of things, uh, mentioned you would you were going to be on the show, uh, hoping maybe he'd know he's he's seventy, maybe he'd know Madeline or something like that. But uh-huh. he he was unfamiliar, and I said, "Yeah, well, his name's David Silverman." Oh, guy sounds like a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. actually not. But 
And same, the, but the same thing. It I is mean, the it, same. It's the same thing. It just, is just just from the name. Never yeah. never heard of you. Never I mean, nothing. Well, my parents were originally going to name me Jew, but they decided it wasn't Jewish sounding enough, so they oh. called me David Silverman instead. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually had a friend named Jew. Yeah. Really? J.U., he was Korean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think David Silverman covers it. Yeah, and, and of course, that's, it's not a Jewish name. It's an Eastern European name. They came through Ellis Island. They all came through at once. They had those Jewish-sounding names, yep. but they had those common names, and so they, yeah. you know that's what they did. Yeah. And it's, just, it's not Jewish, yeah. but Jewish-sounding because we're associating that with that mm-hmm. because of Ellis Island. Well, my, my, my first two names are Matthew David. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Hebrew as well, yeah. I mean, but- I have not an ounce of yeah. it, I don't think. Hmm. Oh, Matthew's not Jewish, is it? It's Hebrew, I think, isn't it? I thought Matthew was more of a Christian name. Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> David I don't means, give a shit. David <laughs> means beloved gift of God. Yes, it does. Yes. Yep. So I'm a gift of God. Yeah. Thank you, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Which, You're welcome. Yeah, which one? <laughs> I think he might have made. I think he might have made a mistake there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, this one I think you will remember from the book. Okay. Uh, so what's a dick part? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I just I couldn't take a pass on the skull fucking your savior. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had to delve a little uh, bit into the vulgarity. Uh, and uh, this is after a lot of the vulgarity was taken out of the book. Uh, what you what you see is the cleaner version. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you, you know why people from New Jersey swear so much? Because fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, it, people call me a dick so often uh, because I tell the truth. And if, if if you compare me to people who are actual dicks who will say things <laughs> like yesterday when I was skull fucking your savior right. um, that's a dick thing to say you know sure. that's something that you say to piss people yes. off just to make things angry I don't do that okay it says in the book I actually don't say things like yesterday when I was skull fucking your savior that's the quote that you're yes, talking yeah. about yes, yes. so it actually says I don't say that uh, right um, and it's important that we realize that we get called dicks because we insult religion, because we take religion on, not because we're actually dicks. We're actually being polite. We're actually being caring. We're actually being loving. We're actually being good people when we try to take religion down. And we have to own that. And we have to when we when people call us dicks, when we when they insult us, um, we have to own the fact that they are the victims who are calling us dicks because they're victims. And and they've been told that anybody who insults their religion is a bad person. Anybody outside of their religion, that out group, is a bad person. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're talking about being insulted, we have to take that into consideration. And we have to realize that being called a dick, being called names, because we're simply telling the truth as caring humans, um, should not stop us from telling the truth as caring humans. They'll They'll use insults, but that doesn't stop us. It shouldn't stop us. No, no, yeah. we shouldn't. We shouldn't cave into that just because. Oh, I've gotten offended, and you've hurt my feelings. Right. Well, so right. <laughs> well, from from all the numbers that that you had in the book, being that a more offensive, in your face, militant style atheist seems to be the only way to really get the message across. It, it works. It works, and I know you kind of like. It's kind of like you know, 
the Milton Atheist breaks the rock, then the other ones come by and polish it all, make it nice a little, okay, we'll, we'll smooth it over, exactly. make it a little nicer. And, and I, I will take, take issue with the word militant. I hate the word militant. Okay. I'm not militant. Okay. I'm a firebrand. Oh, yeah. A militant yeah. person will like cause destruction, cause vandalism, cause harm. We don't do any, I don't do any of that. Okay. I don't like the word militant. Yeah. But if you look at history, if you look at the civil rights movement, the gay rights movement, the, the women's lib movement, there were always firebrands and oh, diplomats. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was always a Malcolm X for a Martin Luther King. There were always the brow burners for the National Organization for Women. There were always the assless chaps for an act up for the, uh, the lesbian and gay alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks work together. These movements work together. And they work. It, it functions. It's, it's a yeah. consistent function. Um, Malcolm X is a quote on my book. Malcolm X said something about, you know, I come in here to make Martin Luther King look good. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely right. If it wasn't for Malcolm X, Martin Luther King would have been the bad guy. He would have been the hardest. He would have been the militant. Yeah. Okay. But Malcolm X took that off of him. And firebrands do that. They pave the way and then they allow the good guys, the nice guys to come in and yeah, polish up the stones. Yeah. And it works. It's worked over and over again. And that's why I get so frustrated when people on the nice guy, so-called nice guy side of the movement, and I don't contend that they're nice guys all the time, but um, <laughs> the people on the nice guy side of the movement yell at us. Yeah. And say, we shouldn't do this. We're dicks. We're being dicks. We shouldn't do this. They're just completely short-sighted. They don't yeah. even understand what the hell they're talking about. This is how progress is being made. The, the, the numbers that I have in Fighting God show a direct correlation. I want to make it clear. Show what an apparent direct correlation between American atheist-specific activity after I took charge and a change in people calling themselves atheists mm-hmm. and a change in people looking at atheists and a change in people willing to vote for an atheist. It's a, an apparent direct correlation. This is not happening on the humanist side. This is not happening on the brights or anywhere else. This is happening only at, at atheism and only with American atheist-specific activity. Where we can, I can show the numbers, and oh, yeah, nobody else yeah. can. Nobody I, I, else can. I, I know you mentioned the book. Like every time you put a billboard up, those spikes you get. It's like that's because it's that in-your-face message, and I love them. And I'm like, that's. I, I think the messages are awesome, and it does get in their face, and it maybe makes them think, and that's why they don't like it. That's right. They don't <laughs> like it. They don't want to think, and and they, you know, they they take offense. Yeah. And so the. And they take offense because religion tells them to take offense. And then the so-called nice guy atheists get bad because we're offending people. But that's too bad. It's too bad that people are yeah. getting offended because they've been brainwashed into getting offended when we yeah. when we criticize religion. Yeah. We're going to criticize religion anyways, and people will get offended because they've been told to get offended. And the nice guy atheists can go sit on their hands and wait for us to pave the way, and they can come and clean up and say that they did something. Yeah, well, and, and to paraphrase <laughs> one of my one of my favorite local firebrand atheists here, Doctor Clark. Uh, yes, you know it's. It's it's the firebrands who are pushing for change. They're the ones pushing the sled. They're the ones pushing the wagon, pulling it in, in a particular direction. And then the diplomats can come in and grease the skids or or the hubs of the of the wheels. You know, yeah. they're they're the ones that make it. They're the ones who who make it a little bit easier and a little a little a little a little less of a burden for the firebrands to continue doing the work that they're doing. And the super secret is the nice guy atheists are going to win. That's the plan, right? Right. The, the plan is for them to win. The plan is for us to pave the way and then to come in from behind and say, oh, that David Silverman, he's so aggressive. We're not <laughs> like him. We're a nice guy atheists. And then what happens? There are nice guy atheists. 
Yeah. Right? And so we take our place at the table and the nice guy atheists bloom and everybody is happy. And that's the plan. That's how it happens. That's that's why um there I mean that's why there are more Martin Luther King boulevards than Malcolm X boulevards. That's what happens. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how progress gets made. That is the big plan. Yeah. That was I was actually pleased to see that part of your book. We we have a whole episode called Disney Atheism, yeah. which is a, a term we use on the show regularly for that the nice guy atheists, the 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 ones that don't want to ruffle any feathers, that don't want to use the bad words. Um and uh and so seeing that in your book, uh I was I was happy to see that cuz we we feel the same way. I mean, yeah. but ultimately, well let's uh and let's the numbers a- prove it out. Let's take a quick little break here, and when we get back, we'll have more with Mr. David Silverman. Rock and roll. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey, everybody, this is Sex. I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, the two. I mean, it's, the it's, almost, it's almost like the. Uh, it almost looks like their religion might have hurt Hillary, huh? Oh, All that God talk might have hurt Hillary yeah. in the least religious state. Gee, that's a that's a thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe religion was a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe I don't God even think I ever heard O'Malley talk God at all. Well, just all the pandering she's been doing there has yeah, yeah, been bothersome. O'Malley, I don't. Yeah, Hillary's always saying my my God given rights and all that. I like yeah. O'Malley. He seems like a pretty good guy. I just yeah. think it's not. Yeah. It's not the right climate for him right now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the Godless Revolution. We're still in studio with Mr. David Silverman. I'm so fucking excited about having you here, man. <laughs> hey, this hey, hey, awesome. hey, hey, President, if you would. President. That's Mr. President. Yeah. Mr. President. Mr. Mr. President Dave. Yes. Mr. President Atheist Pants. Which, by the way, I think was my favorite part of the book. What's that? When when the priest demanded titles in the debate. Oh yeah. And you said, All right, sure. I'm president. Yeah. I just I just love the spite. You know, and, and that that goes back to religious privilege. The the story is that I was in Fox News with somebody with a uh doing a debate and I'm a first name person. Okay. I'm just sure? a first name person. So I was calling him by his first name, which was Jerry. And um off camera, he was really not happy with that, and he suggested that I call him father. <laughs> now, this is just recently after my father died, right? Oh, wow. So I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not and I, just yeah. no, but I, I got, a, no. I got, I got, I did, I did. I, I actually got a little sad. I said, "You are not my father. I'm not calling you father." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I'm a spiritual father." I said, "You are no kind of father to me." He said, "Well, use my professional title then." I said, "What's that?" He says, "Reverend." I said, okay, I will use your professional title. My professional title is president. 
<laughs> and he got really angry and he just walked away. And, and and that's the thing. You know, he doesn't want to be equal. They don't right. want to yeah. be equal. They right. say, I mean, if you're if you're a PhD, if you have a doctorate, I will call you doctor you because earned you've earned it, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you want me to call you by a professional title and you're going to call me by my professional yeah. title, it's not going to be reverend and mister. I can call you Mr. and you can call me Mr. I can call you first name and you can call me first name. I can call you Reverend. You can call me President and you can never be called <laughs> Father by me. My father called religious, my father called preachers whores. Oh. Okay. And that, yeah. that's not happening. Nobody yeah. gets called Father in my book except right. my dad and he's dead. That's <laughs> yeah, that. Well, it's a little bit I of that privilege that. thing. They need, like you're saying, they want to be put up there they like wanna, hey, they I'm want above everyone else. Yes. They want yeah. the pedestal. They want the up. Mm-hmm. They want and, to be more. Equal and than everybody. They yeah, want yeah, to be yeah. more equal than everyone else, and I don't give it to them. There's right. no way I would give it to them because that just puts them up. It gives them a, a, an, an innate advantage. It gives them an innate advantage. If I go up against somebody with an actual doctorate, he gets an advantage. Doctor versus me. Doctor versus Mister. He's earned that advantage yeah. by mm-hmm. earning the doctorate. But mm-hmm. if you just have a profession, I've been working in atheism for 20 years. Oh, sure. I've earned my professional <laughs> title. Yeah, of course. I earned yeah. it. And yeah. so you can call me President Silverman, and I'll call you Reverend, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, and, you know, the mister uh, never hurt Hitchens either. No. Yeah. No, it didn't. So, yeah. But that that I love that bit of the book. I just – that was – anyway, buy it. Yeah. Fighting yeah. God. <laughs> it's a good book. It's so a you, great I book. I mentioned that it's 75% five-star reviews right now on Amazon? <laughs> yeah. 75% five-star reviews. I'm real happy with that. It's a fantastic I've been, book. I've been bothering Tracy the the nights well up until this last week when I've been reading it in bed I've been bothering Tracy because I'll I'll read a section of it and I'll laugh yeah and she's like what are you laughing at and I'm like nothing never mind it would take too long to explain it just I'm reading <laughs> yeah. a book you're gonna have to read it yourself <laughs> well no tell me no I'm I'm, I'm still gonna read the rest of it man leave me alone but yeah she's just laying in bed reading it on my tablet and giggling at different at different spots that that part about the honorifics during the debate that was, yeah. that was really funny yeah my my wife even even giggled at some of that and she she's a deist but mm-hmm. you know might as well be an atheist. atheist but yeah she she enjoyed a bit of it too so everyone needs to go get the damn book <laughs> you'll know what we're talking about i think you should i think that's really good advice <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, so there was a bit that stuck out to me, um, I think probably more specifically because of living here in Utah, but, um, there was, there was a part you were, where, on um, you were, you said doubts are often begun and fostered by other people and the church does not want you to doubt. Right. Um, and around here, there's an off quoted phrase from one of the LDS, um, pres- I guess he's in the presidency, Uchtdorf, yeah? Yeah. Um, I never know how to pronounce his name. Was yeah. in the Quorum of the Twelve, yeah. No, I think he's in the first pre- – he's in the – Is he one of the top I think three? he's the second counselor. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he he's has – He's one a, of their woo-woo mucky mucks. Yeah. He has a quote that floats around. Um, everyone yeah. loves it and it's doubt your doubt before you doubt your faith. Oh, isn't that nice? Right. Doubt your doubt before you doubt your faith. Isn't right. that great? That, yeah. that, that, that sounds so skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds so skeptical. Just assume <laughs> that you, if you think, if you think I'm wrong, just assume you're wrong without doubting me first. Yeah. That's great. I'll bet that came from a religious leader. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's, wow. He's third in charge of the Mormon church. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And the Mormon church is so rife with doubt. I mean, it's so, there's so much to doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just so much. Third in uh, charge in the Mormon church just means third richest. Yeah. 
I giggle. Well, sure. I giggle when my LDS <laughs> friends make fun of like Scientologists or the Raelians yeah, yeah, or yeah. anybody like that. And I'm like, you know, you have a lot more in common with them than you, than you do more mainstream, mainline Protestant I, or I don't know, man. Are you Christian sure religions. about that? Scientology came Scientology? from the Thetans, from the uh, from the volcanoes. Right. And Mormonism, you come from yeah, uh, talking about uh, all the planet Colob and space our space babies. And, yeah, yeah, but it all makes sense to me. Yeah, it, I <laughs> mean, know, the God who needs to who who creates man that's flawed and then blames him for being flawed. Yes. So then he sends his son down yes, to die exactly. to be sacrificed so that he can die so that he can come back to life so that he can rise up back to heaven so that he can forgive man for being what he created. Well, yeah, and, oh, don't and forget, like, I think sense. that's just as crazy as yeah. what you're talking about. Well, but when we talk, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, they the add Mormons space have, into it. Yeah, but. the Mormons have just as much in common. You know, they're they're just as crazy as Scientology and all that. Well, I mean, when you when you you look yes, at it it's in injured, terms of, not crazy. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you when you look at it Fair in enough. terms of you know taking taking the original set of scripture, the the Old Testament and New Testament, whatever, and then adding an extra layer of bullshit onto it, and then talking about space wackiness that you know God was a God was originally a man as as man is now, God once was, and as God God is now, man may become. Yeah, and, right. and I, he lives on another planet and or star. Near or on Kolob. I hear what you're traveled saying. Traveled here to have sex with a virgin against her against her will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, I, that's, right. that's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I hear right? what, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, at the same time, w- w- the split that you're talking about happened early 1800s from Methodism, right? So well, and, and in terms of age, so ju- so adding other layers of bullshit, and in terms of age, they're very much more in line with Scientology than they are, you know, traditional quote unquote. Christianity. Well, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Mormons th- th- and Scientology? They're more similar. Or are we talking about level of crazy? Because that's what you started more, with. Well, more more <laughs> in line, and and I would say level of crazy. I mean, with, I know you with s- some of the beliefs and and things that the LDS. Elders and, and leaders have said in the past, like fucking Brigham Young saying yeah, yeah, that yeah. people lived on the sun right. and yeah, yeah, on yeah. the moon. I mean, just bullshit, wacky things. I know, right? I know. You, you you take you take the core biblical stuff and add stuff to it for Mormonism, right? Add but extra layers but of bullshit, at the same yeah. time, what I was just going to say, we we're talking about early early eighteen hundred split from Methodism <laughs> yeah. to Mormonism, right? Yeah. Right. Catholicism has added extra shit or have kept extra crazy shit that the Mormons didn't take, like the fact that that transubstantiation, yeah, for example. I mean, the DNA, obviously, I mean, it doesn't have to go that far, but it but it still has. And and yet, oh, that's absolutely the body. How the fuck <laughs> big was this guy? <laughs> Everyone's eating a piece of him. Every like millions of people. All of it, you know, I, I mean, those, that's crazy. We've been eating them for 1500 years. Still hasn't spoiled. Yeah, I love yeah. the meme that's been floating around. I, I've seen it a few different times, but it's making its way back around again. And it, you know. Uh, scientists recently tested uh, a Catholic wafer, a Catholic communion wafer, and were surprised to find absolutely no DNA evidence of, <laughs> right. of Christ in, within it. You know, but Catholics are shocked. I thought it was yeah, mold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, well yeah. Well, no, I mean Catholicism. Oh is, yeah. Oh know, no, I was, I was referring. To, did you see the one where recently the 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 uh, preacher dropped a wafer into a thing of holy water? In the water, instead of turn red, like almost instantaneously, like it was That's the blood of Christ. Oh, yeah, it was mold. Yeah. It was mold. It's like yeah. you know, you're you're making them eat moldy crackers. Well, that was not, the mold, the holy water itself, but yeah, you know, full of fecal matter. They've tested. Yeah, oh. yeah. You keep dunking those babies in it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's just so gross. Fecal matter. Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, did you have another question? No, I, was, I mean, I was just just. Oh, because I because I wanted to talk, to talk, to ask you about uh, earlier in the show. You mentioned that there were, you know, that that you can you can look at different things and and people can claim that they are religions, but you but you disagree that they are religions. Um, yes. And because and words are important, words matter. Yeah. Well, and, and we've talked about activism and that kind of stuff. And I mean, looking around the, the studio, you can see we've got stuff from the satanic temple here yeah. and, and, and I'm a big fan of the work the satanic temple does. I'm, I'm, I was wondering what your views are on, on what the satanic temple does and, and how they're going about things. Because I've heard, I've heard from other people that, that, you know, I, I respect a great deal and, and agree with on most everything saying that they think the satanic temple is ultimately damaging to the cause of atheism and, mm-hmm. and damaging to the separation of church and state because it's it's just wrapping bullshit under a different type of label and and promoting itself as a religion. And in my view, the satanic temple fills fills a particular niche perfectly, right? Because they label themselves as a religion and and then therefore use all of the arguments and benefits and and special privileges that all of these other religions have claimed for so long when they're basically diametrically opposed or or these other Christians or and whatever other faiths view Satanists as being so terrible, but they're using the same arguments to present uh, a separation of church and state and to promote uh, a secular government and 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 basically allowing really no religious privilege but saying that they're doing so on a religious basis yeah so. uh, I, I have a great admi- uh, admiration for Lucian Greaves and the Satanic Temple I think they're doing good work um, I think the people who say that they're doing bad work and that they're making atheists look bad don't realize that they're making atheists look bad to the ignorant masses who already hate atheists Exactly right. my point when I they're, hear that stuff. They're, yeah. they're not hurting us any more than we're already hurt because they're, they may be reinforcing a stereotype, but they're reinforcing a stereotype with the people who know us the least and already right. hate us. Yeah. What they are doing is taking the church of the flying spaghetti monster one step farther. <laughs> and, and they're saying they're, they're using an actual religious figure and actual religious texts and using it to further a secular government. Um, it's brilliant. And uh, it's really, really effective. And we worked with them at Oklahoma City to get the Ten Commandments removed. Um, uh, the ACLU went in on the federal level. We, uh, the state level, we went in on the federal level. And the Church of Satan went in to try and get a, a, um, a, a 14th Amendment type of a, a, mm-hmm. a, an equal statue. Uh, and the three of us worked together and the, the monument went away. Uh, it's effective and it made a change and it made a positive change. And I think that um, the way he's using it, the way the satanic temple is is massaging themselves, no, uh, they're not a religion, okay? Um, but they are a religion legally. They're not a religion mm-hmm. definitionally. Sure. But legally, just like the secular Jews, they are. Mm-hmm. And they're using that to their advantage. They're using it to our advantage. Yeah. And um, I, I think they're doing great work and I support them. So, Excellent. so you say that they're not a religion definitionally. What would you consider? What what is your definitional? Uh, what is what is your definition of a, of a religion? Say, and well, so, what makes so it a religion? This is the thing. Uh, there were there were three um, there were three um, definitions for religion. Hmm. One is the belief in a god. A god, of course, is defined as a supernatural intelligence. Okay. One is the practice of ceremonies around a belief in a god. 
and one is something that's pursued fervently. Okay, so definition three is stupid. Okay, I, I, yeah, and and I openly, I really like to golf. I think I could start. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I know, right. yeah. I know, uh, uh, definition three: something that's pursued fervently is ridiculous. Okay, yeah. that's equating the Catholic Church with thumb twiddling or football, yeah, yeah. or or anybody with or, or turning on and off a light switch for an OCD person. That's not a religion. Okay, <laughs> right, right. So if you just uh, just summarily omit that stupid-ass definition because it's stupid, because it's something that's so broad as to be meaningless, then you've got the relief or then you've got something, two definitions that require a supernatural belief, the the belief or the practice uh, surrounding the belief. So you've got – in order to have a religion, you have to have a belief in a supernatural deity, a supernatural intelligence. And that makes the satanic temple atheistic, a club. That makes the um, secular Jews a club, not a religion. Well, and I'm I'm curious about that because I think I think Lucian would probably say that he says he's a non-theistic religion. Yeah, that's how he defines himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and 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 to say that you have to have a belief, you know, that that necessarily or that a necessary part of of a definitional religion is that you have to have belief in a supernatural deity. I think he would say that that's playing into a religious narrative just as the Christians would do. I'm just taking the definitions out of the book, out of the dictionary. Okay. Words have meanings. Yeah. And, and, and I say the opposite. I say that he's playing into the religion by, and, and the secular Jews are playing into the religion narrative by claiming to be a religion, by claiming to be a religion, you're claiming to be theistic. You're mm-hmm. implying theism. Okay, you're implying a belief in a god. That's what the vernacular is. Um, they're the ones playing into it by calling themselves a religion, by saying we want to be a religion because being a religion is good. That's playing into the narrative. Now he and I disagree on this one point, hmm. and, and you know he's wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, well, we've got him on next week, so I'll, and, and I'll that's be asking fine. him the same tips. He, he's, he's doing good work, and he's, he's using the law to do good work. And I have no problem with using the law to do good work. So, you know, I'll disagree with them on a thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's a pretty minor point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real minor point. And, and, (laughs) you know, we're we're playing different roles here and we're doing different things. And and the role that he's doing kind of requires him to take that position. Sure it does. It absolutely requires him to take that position. Yes, it does. Uh, And, it's an incorrect position, I maintain, but that's fine. He's doing the role. He's doing the job. He's he's, yeah. he's getting stuff done. Yeah. Well, so, I, so you're I not think, very far apart. I, I think yeah. Dan's objection was the same that w- w- the concerns I had was certain people we were listening to in the movement who are actually fairly influential um, just had a, absolutely 100% objection because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just as false as the God thing. But, you know – Whatever. I mean, the results are yeah, what they are. Yeah, if you're putting are. it on a I scale, mean, like, well, how can you say yeah. one is 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 equal to another when you look at the results that they're getting? That was my yeah. The result. The results. That was are my. That was my problem with a lot of the things that that this other that these other people that you know I respect and listen to quite a bit were mm-hmm. saying, and and that I completely disagreed with. And yeah. So I, I'm glad for your take on that. Thank yeah. you very much. Sure. Um, this 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 was a point I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, all theists are victims. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the most part, I mean, or, or liars, right? But but theists, well, true theists, are are victims. Yes. Um, As is anybody who believes a lie. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but all the rest of us are also victims 
uh, as as a point you made. Yes, because yeah. we have fewer rights because of religion. Yeah. Yes, um, and this is what led into your uh, your suit with the IRS and tax yeah, exemption I mean, preference. Every single one of us pays more taxes because God. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if we believe in God or not. Because God, we pay more taxes. We pay more taxes than we deserve to pay. Every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's wrong. Uh, every single one of us has a shorter life expectancy and a shorter health uh, – a shorter health uh, – I'm losing the word. A shorter, life expectancy? Well, life expectancy and health expectancy. I'm losing the word. Because, yeah. because there was no stem quality cell research. Of yeah. Quality of health. Quality of life. Yes. Expectancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the halt on stem cell research. Oh, because right. of religion. Yeah. Okay? Every single one of us, every person in the world is negatively affected because religion has such an influence on our lives. And we've suffered because of the delay in mm-hmm. that research. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a real cancers. thing. I mean, who knows if we're six years away from Alzheimer's disease yeah. cure because that, that means how many people are going to suffer from Alzheimer's disease or Parkinson's disease because George W. Bush said, God said no stem cell research. <laughs> right, it's right. that asinine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we're not angry. And we're not mad. Why aren't we mad? Why aren't we rising up? We are dying. We yeah. are paying extra money and dying earlier and suffering more because God says so. Right. Yeah. That's bad. Because their God says because so. Because somebody says their God says yeah, so. Right. Yeah, even yeah. better. Okay, yeah. because we, remember, they all invent their own gods. So yeah. every God is fictional. So somebody said, I don't like it, and my God agrees. And somebody said, oh, your God thinks so. Well, then we should stop it. That's actually what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we all pay more money and have shorter life expectancies and have, sh- have lower quality of life expectancies because that conversation actually happened. Right. That's wrong. Well, and that's why yeah. we should fight. That's why it's our ethical responsibility to kill religion dead. It's for yeah. us. It's for them. And it's for everybody's children. It's for the entire world. Mm-hmm. Religion deserves to die. Well, just think about the money we save, right? too, if, we, if, if churches and religious organizations stop getting their way and we have lawsuits being brought up against, like, oh, we're going to fight homosexuality. Oh, yeah, we're going to fight that stem cell research. Oh, we're going to fight this and fight this. And it's like, you're using taxpayer dollars to fight shit. That helps you. That's going to help you, and it's going to be passed anyway. Because you think your God wants you to. Yeah. Because your God agrees with exactly with what you think. Exactly. 100%. Right. Like, how many times has Obamacare been fought? 50-some-odd, 60-some-odd times, spending billions of dollars on that? That's one of my favorite pastimes, is getting people of professed same religious belief arguing against each other over particular points (laughs) of doctrine. Yeah. There's a a couple guys that I work with who who are really... Who are very LDS, and I like to get them arguing about, you know, specific tiny details of their religious belief or, or what they they say. You know, all Mormons believe. And uh, one day at work, uh, one of the guys that I was talking to said that, you know, he, I, I had them, I had them get into an argument about whether the Holy Ghost can follow you into a strip club or not. <laughs> <laughs> because one of them said, one of them said that they know for a fact that the Holy Ghost does follow you into a strip club, and the other one said, well, and he said that he knows that the Holy Ghost does follow you into a strip club because if the Holy Ghost hadn't followed him into a strip club and been whispering in his ear, he would have done some really, really inappropriate things while in the strip club. And the other one was arguing that no, the Holy Ghost does not follow you into a strip club. That's why you're not supposed to ever even go into a strip club. And then they got in this like 20 or 30 wow. minute debate at work and I was just like, well, this is lovely. Exactly. <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you're talking about nonsense and I'm just sitting back in my chair giggling at how ridiculous this argument is between the two of them. Yeah. 
Those, that's one of my favorite pastimes. I, I love that. I love that. And that, that's why I love going on Fox News mm. and getting the theists to argue among themselves. That's, that, that's oh, a great yeah. thing. You know, oh, really? You think that? Well, this guy thinks the other thing. What do you think about that? You know, oh, this guy thinks that God mm-hmm. is this way. And, and I love doing that. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And the host gets all upset and then they don't invite me on Fox News anymore. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Well, I noticed it is a bad thing. I liked Fox. Well, News. yeah, I mean, we liked seeing you on there, but I, I think there's, I can't, I think it was just a direct interview with you one time where one of them said, well, David Silverman, you're a Jew. So how could you be an atheist? I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what yeah. did she just say? It, it, it's amazing. Well, again, it's, <laughs> it's a level of ignorance that, 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 that yeah. we have to get used to. And, and remember a lot of the Fox News hosts, they're talking dumb. Mm-hmm. They're talking dumb. They're talking dumb to their to their plebeians. Their 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 flock. So they're a lot mm-hmm. better off air. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them. Which yeah. is, which is kind of tragic, you know. It is. I mean, my my mother watches Fox News, and and has the worst ideas and arguments whenever I talk to her. <laughs> in large part because of that, you know, and 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 because they're intentionally dumbing themselves down yeah. for her and yes. for and for the, for the rest of it. It's just, it's just it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's it's awful and it's wholly immoral. Yes, and yeah, it's it's, it's, it, it's wholly un-American, anti-American, um, and it's something that I wish we could topple, but I don't think we can until we topple religion first because there's too much money there. So yeah. so recently, I listened to your interview on. Was it Chauncey? Yeah, Chauncey. I just did Chauncey. Chauncey DeVega. Chauncey DeVega. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for recommending that to Mel. Um, but, but I listened to that and, and one of the topics that you talked about a little bit was um, being married to Hildy and, and somebody who, who is Jewish and, and being married to an atheist. And you talked about the, the difference between uh, uh, Judaism and and Christianity or or Islam in that, you know, with with Judaism, there's no there's no thought of hell. And, right. There's and, no soul saving. Yeah. There's there's no soul saving, and so you know it, it's. I don't know that you exactly said it, but but the gist that I got was that it's that it's easier being married to somebody who's Jewish versus somebody who's Christian or Islamic because the the christian or muslim who you may be married to would would feel it a moral imperative to try to change you or convert you to their religion right. where where a, a jewish person may not right and uh there's there's two reasons there first of all is the soul saving um there's no obligation a jew does not have a requirement um and there's no danger in it um a jew thinks that when you die whatever happens is between you and god that's pretty much it. Um, it's not a matter of if you don't have faith, you're going to hell. There's no New Testament. There's no Revelation. There's no, you know, there's no Matthew. There's no damning. Um, so if you don't have that, you don't have the worry. You don't have the worry. The other side of it is that according to Jews, according to theistic Jews, Jewish atheism is completely a thing. So mm-hmm. as far as my wife was concerned, I was still a Jew. <laughs> right because i was born to a jewish mother so that makes sure. me a jew yeah and exactly. that's it that's all i needed i was bar mitzvah i was circumcised i'm a jew yeah. well and i think that was part of the that was part of the reasons that you started looking at uh jewish atheism and trying to say you know trying to prove that that is a thing before you gave your talk and and, and, and that's what happened and and, and the, the the super secret is that my wife is no longer a jew 
<laughs> my wife is no longer a Jew. After 24 years of marriage, she read Fighting God and came out. She read Fighting God before it was published and came out an atheist. What? Came wow, out to me wow. as an atheist. Yeah. What? That's I had, amazing. I and, and, she, that and she had had doubts and it, Fighting God didn't convert her, but it got her to admit it. Hmm. Well, yeah. did you just make news here? Because I haven't heard that on any of the other- I haven't told too many people. We haven't made it real public. But yeah, uh, she's an atheist. Oh, wow. And she's awesome. out, yeah. Congratulations, man. That's- uh, I, I, I don't take congratulations for it. I didn't try to convert her. I did it. Be, yeah. uh, you know, she did it herself. No, and but that's a, a good thing. But a testament to the success of your book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so congratulations on that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very gratifying to know that I've helped my wife away from the lie of God, right? Yeah. And so- now that it's done, I regret not doing it sooner. And uh-huh. so as I was writing Fighting God, and as she was I was putting the finishing touches, there was a there was a time when I was still writing it, still editing it, still mm-hmm. putting on the fighting touches. And she had already come out to me because she had already edited the book. She had already looked at the book. Um and so I I actually realized that I had done her wrong by not doing it. You know, there had been times when she had said, By not Come on. doing it sooner? Yeah. Mm. By not aggressively proselytizing, for lack of a better word, atheism to her. Mm. Um, I thought about all the money she spent on the shuls and the synagogues that she went to. I thought about the exposure that I put my daughter through to this religion that could have damaged her. I thought about um, all of the time that she wasted on this religion, and I realized that I had done her damage by living and let living. And that's where I realized that live and let live might not be the ethical choice. That that was kind of a key thing. I, I actually regretted living and let living because, I mean, she had said to me, you know, let's have a discussion. Let's talk religion. Tell me why I should be an atheist. And I had said no. Hmm. I had said, no, you get there yourself. And I thought all high and mighty about myself for doing that because I thought I was being the good guy. You know, I'm not going to convince you to go your way. I'm not going to push my way on you, blah, 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 blah. But I think it was I'm the not wrong... here to convert you. Right. I'm not. Yeah. But I think that was the wrong decision. Yeah. I think the right decision would have been, yes, let's have the talk. Let me show you why you're wrong. And I should have done it 25 years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I mean, so it's... so she's, you said that she came out to you while she was editing, while she was helping you edit the book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, she basically read the book and she, she was helping me edit the book and uh before the editors got to it and uh when she read it she you know she realized that coming out was important and saying it and admitting it was important and she admitted it to herself and then she admitted it to me was she able to point to any one particular thing within the book that really that really was like the it, it was the a, argument that swayed her it was most, about the or? need to come out it was about the need to come out and the need to not making the lie of god bigger and atheism look smaller it was about the need to become an outed atheist wow and um yeah she it, it really struck a chord with her and she came out well well and so then i would i would have to say you know you 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 say you don't want to accept congratulations on this. I would say congratulations to her for for indeed living a more authentic life. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. She she deserves it. She did the work. That's awesome. She did the work. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really. I'm very cool. happy to hear that. Yeah, me too. And so was my so was my child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to sit at a uh, we used to sit at a Passover table. Uh, it was the four of us. It was me, my wife, my daughter, and my father in law. My father-in-law is an atheist. My child's an atheist. I'm an atheist. My mother was – my wife was a Jew. And 
Rayanne would sit there and say, why are we doing this? We're atheists. There's three atheists at this table. There's no God. You know there's no God. You know there's no God. Why, do, why are we doing this? And my wife would just go through the motions and kind of giggle it off and laugh it off. And I was trying to be supportive of my wife. And I would gently scold my daughter. You know, we're here to support your mom, blah, 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 blah. And um, that was the wrong thing to do. My daughter was right. My child was right. Yeah. I've never understood Passover. Why? Why? Why Jewish people think Passover is a good thing? Oh, because it's all tribal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's all good when they die and we live. When the outgroup li- when the outgroup dies, it's it's a good thing when the firstborn child of the bad guys die. They're the outgroup. Yeah. Sure, they're children. Sure, they're innocent, but they're the innocent people of the outgroup. Oh, they're bad. Yeah. They the, so they're in, in that it's, sense they're not innocent at all. Have you read the Old Testament? <laughs> the the yeah, entire have, thing is based on. Well, I have, but I, it's just it's one of those things that always stuck with me. Like, how is that a good thing? How, first, yeah, how is well, it a good thing that? These people are being murdered, and then why do you have to mark their doors? Like, is God, God so stupid? Know. Like, God tells <laughs> you to go and mark stupid. their doors because He doesn't fucking know where they are. Like, are they are they hiding? Do they have, have they cast some magic yeah, spell can't over tell their, the difference. One, over their one, house? One thing you like, know about one thing you can say about Judaism is the Jewish God is really dumb. I mean, he's really <laughs> dumb. Yeah, he's a dumb asshole tyrant, big jealous. Thug, yeah, he's a he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He's really dumb. He yeah. can be fooled really easily. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that that plays into um, Pascal's wager, where mm-hmm. you assume that your God is so fucking dumb, he won't know that you're that you're just yeah, that, you're pretending. that you're pretending to believe in him, right? And, and that, I go into that in fighting God as well. I talk about silver manity, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I talk up. So Pascal's wager says you 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 should pick religion because if you die and religion is right, you go to heaven, and if you die and religion is wrong, you just die. And if you pick uh, atheism and you die and religion is right, you go to hell. So you pick the, you, you take the one without the least, uh, the least fear, the, 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 you, the you, least bad consequence. The least bad yeah. consequence. So <laughs> I invented a new religion called Silver Manity, <laughs> yep. which I just invented off the top of my head, although I will give credit to my wife who came up with the word Silver Manity. Because I, ah. I, 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 I think I was Davism at first, but she changed it to Silver Manity, which is funnier. Yeah. Uh, and said that um, if you don't believe in Silver Manity, you will go to hell, and all of your dis- all of your ancestors will be pulled from heaven, and they will go to hell. Right. So, uh, and all of your descendants will go to hell. So that's worse, and you'll yeah. know it. It's much. So worse. it's much worse. So you better use Pascal's wager and send me all your money. <laughs> yep. And, and, and it's the same logic. It's the same it logic. Is. It's and oh, by the way, if you do believe in silver manity, you will go to super awesome heaven, yeah. which is much better than, than regular old heaven because not only do you go to super awesome heaven, but all of your ancestors, they go to super awesome heaven and they know you got them there. Yep. So everybody loves you and yep. everybody's in super awesome heaven forever. And that's better than regular heaven yep. because in regular heaven, you still have your grandmother might be in hell and that's bad. That's not perfect. Right. That's imperfect. Right. Super awesome heaven with silver manity. Everybody goes to heaven if you give me all your money. Yeah. So where do I mail this check? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's thinking, perfect. I mean, where's my wallet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, I I I had a question. I, I wanted to kind of close on this one. Sure. Um, in the book. You mentioned that American atheists are the Marines of the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't doubt that or deny that. Um, but some segments are poorly represented. 
as as you mentioned in the book as well. Um, Dan and Tracy were able to cultivate a a group that more than doubled in size during their tenure uh, in AOU. And I'm I'm just curious for people who are out there listening in areas that might be poorly represented. What are some things that lead to successful growth um, in atheist groups for for both of you? Uh, what, what leads to successful growth? I think, I think particularly here in Utah where you have one, uh, really, really dominating religion, um, leaving that faith behind, you don't, you don't just leave behind a belief in supernatural bullshit. You leave behind your, your social structure. You know, a lot of the time you, you're ostracized by both your family and friends. You lose, you lose every bit of your community. You mm-hmm. lose everything outside of yourself because the LDS church has insinuated itself into your life to such an extent, right? So when you leave the LDS faith here in Utah, you leave behind everything apart from your self identity. And so in order, in order to help those people and grow the atheist community here in Utah. One of the biggest things is to let them know that it's, you know, the the atheist community here in Utah isn't just about disbelief in God. It's about building community and providing that social structure that they've left behind or have been abandoned by or ostracized from when they leave their, their organized religion and that they have a place to land and, a community of people who can support them and provide a lot of the same social structure and events and volunteer opportunities and gatherings and, and a place to be social with other people outside of the religion that they've left behind and that they don't have to pretend to have a belief in some invisible sky wizard in order to, to have those experiences and be social with other human beings. Mm Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, I think um, there are two big things that leads to uh, a successful atheist group. Um, the first thing is to accept diversity. And it's not about cultural Absolutely, diversity. Yeah. It's about diversity of thought within the atheist movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for example, would never set, church, set foot in an atheist church. Okay, I mean, yeah. I might go speak at an atheist church, mm-hmm. but the whole concept of getting up on a Sunday morning and going and listening to some <laughs> some guy with a guitar saying "Kumbaya" and hugging yeah. people—that just sounds it's just, tiring. But the I'd thing much is, rather roll out of bed and have some coffee. But and- the thing is, you still have to accept that. You still have yeah. to support it. People like That's it, true. even if I don't like it, even if I might find it repugnant. Other atheists like it, and other atheists find it important, and that is important for me to accept. Mm. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is very effective, and I've, I I saw this when I did the Reason Rally, and I have to mention the Reason Rally, Yes, um, is that um, a lot of times people talk about leading atheists as herding cats. They use that metaphor, mm-hmm. that you're trying to herd cats when you lead atheists. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't do that. I, um, I, just, I just lead. I don't herd, I lead, mm-hmm. right? So when I put together the Reason Rally, um, I just put together the Reason Rally. I said, hey, everybody, I'm doing this over here. Y'all can come if you want to. And everybody came. Some didn't, but most people came. Now, if I said, hey, everybody, we're all doing this Reason Rally. Come, we're doing this Reason Rally. You're in and you're in and you're in and you're in. And we're all in. We're doing a Reason Rally. They would have been more I, I think there would have been more resistance to it and i think that's because atheists are we have kind of a knee-jerk reaction against 
uh, hurting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we do. Yeah. And yeah. It's an instant repellent almost to so, say that I'm you know that that we should all do this versus right. uh, I'm doing this. Hey, if you want to come over, great. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big difference, and that's why the reason rally, the first reason rally, was so successful. So I, I think those are the two key components, um, and I'm going to use that as a segue to the reason rally, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is. Um, happening again. So we had the first Reason Rally, um, which was in 2012, and we had 30,000 atheists of all stripes. And when I say atheists, I'm talking about anybody who doesn't believe in God, mm-hmm. whatever the name is. Um, we had 30,000 atheists at the shore of, at the Mall of Washington, D.C., and we're doing it again. We had a fantastic time. Um, it was a sublime time. It was an impactful thing. Um, this year, June 4th, we're having Reason Rally 2. Reason Rally 2 now, I'm not running it, but I am running the programming. Okay. And I know who's coming. And you guys don't know who's coming. <laughs> but I know who's coming. And you want to be there. We have a bigger budget. We have a bigger name, lots mm-hmm. of bigger names. And it's going to be a bigger event. It's going to be an entire weekend long. There's going to be a mini convention after it. There's going to be comedy. There's going to be live music. And there's going to be some fantastic speakers, A-level speakers. At this event. So uh, if you can, I mean, American Atheist is not having a national convention. Dan's wearing our convention t- yep. uh, shirt from 2014. Yep. There will not be a 2016 national mm. convention of American Atheists because all eyes to the Reason Rally. Uh, Everybody needs to come. This is going to be the biggest atheist event in world history. Everybody needs to come. And oh boy, I wish I could tell you who's coming. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I Tracy and I have already booked our rooms. We're just uh, we've got a little alert out for airfare, but yeah, yeah we will be there. For thanks, sure. thanks. And by the way, uh, American Atheists is America's oldest nonprofit organization for atheists. Mm-hmm. The website is atheists.org. And by the way, um, if you're not a member of American Atheists uh, or Atheists of Utah, um, it is time to fucking join. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and I don't need to speak to everybody out there who's listening who. Who's not an active dues fucking paying member <laughs> of a national organization and a local organization because we this this we're changing the country. Uh, the, the the locals and the nationals are changing the country. And when it comes to American atheists, I can prove it. And when it comes to Salt Lake City, Dan can show it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are changing this country and the shit ain't free, folks. We have <laughs> bills to pay. And if you're just riding the coattails, you need to stop. You need to pony up the $35 <laughs> for a yearly membership for American Aces. It's $35. Might I mention that I can show quantitative data which shows a direct impact on a national level to American atheist activity, a direct impact on a quantitative level. I can show you numbers, and I do it in Fighting God, that shows you that we are definitely improving this country for you. $35, folks. $35, www.atheists.org. Thank you for your support woo yes thank you I, you know I get so many people <laughs> love it because because they're not required to donate to get the benefit they mm-hmm. don't donate and that's shit that's crap we're, yeah. we're working our asses yeah. off here yeah. american atheist has count them five employees five employees we are changing the country wow. with, with five, five employees wow. i figured it was more than that yeah well we that's... get a lot of volunteers okay but yeah. we got five employees, yeah. and guess what? We have quantitatively shown that we can yeah. change the country and have changed the country measurably. Thirty-five 
fucking dollars. That's amazing. <laughs> okay? Atheists.org. <laughs> why didn't why didn't Nick Fish give us this when he was <laughs> That was amazing. So if they go to atheist.org, can they also see where you're going the rest of your book tour? They can. They can. They can go to atheists.org slash fighting God. Okay. And they can see where the book tour is coming. Uh, I've got a couple upcoming. I've got an event tomorrow in here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also got one coming up in Nashville. I've got two coming up in New Jersey. I've got Philadelphia coming up and more being scheduled every day. Uh, Austin is being scheduled right now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, go to atheists.org slash fighting God and pick up fighting God. It's a pretty good book. I kind of like it. Absolutely. Buy I Fighting really, God. really enjoy yeah. it. It's worth having in your library. I was telling Dave before the show, uh, the book that I have previously had marked up the most was Atheist Universe by David Mills. And I've read a lot of books since then. None of them. I've, I haven't marked any of them up. I think this one. I'll have to go do an official count, but I, but I think I think Fighting God was the book I highlighted and marked more. That's finally surpassed Atheist Universe. It's a great book. Go get it. Fighting God by David Silverman. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah. It's been a pleasure yeah. to be here. Matt Matt sent me several messages as he started reading the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, dude, this book is so fucking good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, did you get the chapter four yet? Did you get the chapter four? Many notes. I don't even know where to fucking begin. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna have so many questions and so many things I want to talk about that at this point I'm like, why am I even bothering just marking this shit up? Just, <laughs> we'll just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been very very excited about the book. As have I. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's I think awesome. it's a great. It's a great bit of work, David. I, I really appreciate you mm-hmm. doing it. Thank you, David. Yeah. I also really, really appreciate you coming out here for the show tonight. I've, yeah, absolutely. This has been a great time. Yeah, it's a fun time. Love, love seeing Two hours you, went fast. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> so the event tomorrow is at the Salt Lake City Public Library. Um, we will have you actually start speaking around 6.30. The event is, is set to kick off right about 6 o'clock. You know, people can show up. Purchase some books, get them signed, uh, or actually just purchase the books, wait to get them signed until after you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, David will be speaking. We'll have a Q&A session afterward. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm expecting more than 100 people to show yeah. up. Excellent. So. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I'll be shoving a camera in your face. Rock and roll. Should be a great <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure yeah. to comb my hair. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan will be gathering video and audio for us. Uh, also, tomorrow morning, David will be on Radio from Hell on X96 with Carrie, Bill, and Gina. Uh, that should be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to give you the skinny on what I expect will happen there. Okay, tomorrow. that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. They're awfully nice. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a great bunch of people. That should be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. You can find us at podbean. or I'm sorry, at godlessrevolution.podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. Send us a text message or leave us a voicemail at 33081Rebel. And once again, thank you so much for coming on, Dave. This was this was a great time. Thanks really for having me on, Dan. It's great to see you again. Thank you too, my friend. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Never, never. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Never, never, never. Made it all the way to the end. God. Right, and then I had to fuck it up. Bye. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world
And when someone else instead of 